Welcome back to another episode of the Fusion Podcast. Vicky, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing well. Um, I'm enjoying this warm weather. It is lovely. I also have acknowledged that as English people, a lot of the time when we're asked how we're doing, we say doing good and then we talk about the weather. I, I just realized that that's quite weird, isn't it? I know. And we do exactly the same thing in the uh, in the podcast coming up. We do. Um, Gosh. Yeah, we just we really need to branch out where we're where we're thinking. We do. But, um, um, yeah. We end up talking about garden furniture as well, actually. We do end up talking about garden furniture. But, you know, it was a worthwhile discussion. feels relevant to the podcast. So. It was. So who do we have on today, Vicky? So today we have Claire Hogan on and she is a student worker at St John's Hampton Wick in southwest London, she explained. And um, she talks all about a blog that she recently wrote for us as Fusion called I'm a Bad Student Worker. And it is a little bit of a clickbaity title, but the reason why she's written this blog is she's basically sharing an honest reflection of what it's really like to be a student worker in the last year. So if you are, have you ever at any point felt like a little bit like of a failure um, this year as, a, as your role as a student worker, then I really hope and will know that what she's going to say is going to bless you because it was gold. Yeah, just want to say as well, like from the start, we used the language of student worker um, throughout mm. the podcast to refer to basically anyone who's involved in kind of student leadership. So yeah. it might be that you're you're like on a student like team. Um, it's not your job yet, yeah, like Vicky. Um, it's not your 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 day job. But anyone who's got a vested interest in leading a student's ministry in whatever small part, um, hopefully this is going to encourage you. Um, I also talk about the distinct lack of gravy uh, in southern chip shops. Um, and we draw a fantastic parallel with the film 500 Days of Summer. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to listen to, uh, take it away, me. <laughs> Great, we are now joined then by Claire Hogan. Claire, how are you doing today? Hi, Sam. Hi, Vicky. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Very well. The sun is shining. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. We love this. We love this weather. Mm. It's good, isn't it? It's, it's doing it for me, um, mm. being able to be back outside, got a nice yeah. garden table, bought it off Facebook Marketplace for a tenner. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, I know, it's the one, isn't it? That is one of the most sought-after things right now, is garden furniture. Yeah. I remember one of my friends said that they were looking for garden furniture, and the cheapest thing they could find was like £800, because oh everything had gone. And I was just like, oh my god. I'm glad you got your stuff. Bit of a run on the outdoor furniture. So, Claire, um, tell us what you do. Um, so, surprisingly, I'm a student worker. I work at St John's Hampton Wick, which is a church in southwest London. Um, and I love it there. I really enjoy working as a student worker, meeting up with the students. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, interesting that you go for the um, southwest London. Yeah, what, um, would you, what would you have said? Well, I don't know. It's because it's, it's, it's Kingston, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's Hampton Wick, so it's next to Kingston, uh-huh. which is why I, I hesitate to say Kingston just after I called it St John's Hampton Wick. It sounds a little bit, a little bit deceptive. <laughs> That's true. I see that. I see yeah. that. Um, so we've got Claire on today um, because she's written a banger of a blog. So good. Uh, properly good. Um, that went out uh, on our Fusion blog feed about I must have about two months ago. Um, yeah. Let me sit there and record yeah. this. Um, and. The, the title of the blog, Claire, 
mm. um, is I am a bad student worker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant to kind of like draw okay. some attention. Um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of clickbait, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I used to do my job. I was a professional clickbaiter for about a year and a half, and that, that's as clickbait goes. It's pretty good. Um, so we're talking about not necessarily all the ways that you are a bad student worker, um, <laughs> but how, how would you describe what you kind of um, discuss in the blog? Um, so the blog basically came off a conversation that I had with Catherine um, from Fusion. And we were talking about, I think I rang her one, it was one afternoon, I think we just had a, um, like a Fusion meetup and I'd seen all these other student workers and I came away from that meeting just thinking, gosh, I think these guys are probably absolutely acing student work and I feel like I'm finding it really difficult half my students have dropped out my freshers week was not anything like I expected it was going to be um and I rang up Catherine I was like Catherine I really can't do student work anymore everything's going wrong um and we were chatting through and she's like actually a whole load of other student workers like most of the other student workers she'd spoken to were in exactly the same position and so it was off the back of that conversation that we thought it would be a really good idea to write a blog and um, just kind of reach out and say, actually, be honest and be like, actually, student work isn't easy at the moment, um, mm -hmm. but we're all in this this boat. So it kind of was, it came off that conversation. Yeah. So you mentioned a few things then about what you found really hard in like the last year. Mm. Um, so do you want to kind of like give us a, a, an image of, of what you kind of, I, I always think, have you seen the film 500 Days of Summer? Okay, so you know the part of the film where, uh, if you haven't seen the film, do go watch it, it's pretty good. Um, there's a part of the film where our, our main character, um, which is named Tom, um, goes to a party. And it is, the, the film cuts to like half of the expectation and half of the reality. And they kind of start off the same as he arrives at the party, he says hello to a few people. But then you start to see how the two kind of like parties start to diverge and they become a little mm -hmm. bit different. Mm -hmm. So for you, what was the expectation and then what was the reality? Okay, so this is the scene where the party is going really well. Um, so expectation, this is kind of for the pandemic season. We enter the pandemic, Claire gets on her kind of technology horse. She creates this really great Instagram. Suddenly lots of students who weren't already following the Instagram are joining and following the students that are already part of my ministry. We just basically switch everything to being online. We keep doing our connect groups. We keep doing our socials. Over the summer, we're able to continue having our connect groups because people, even if they're still at home, that means that they're still able to connect in with me and I can still connect in with them. We have a bit of a growth till we get to Freshers' Week. Suddenly we're all there, all passionate for Jesus, all having spent a lot more time in kind of contemplation and Bible study, get to Freshers' Week, everyone's so passionate. I mean, I think we thought by that point the pandemic would be over. Um, and then suddenly we get a whole new load of students who are ready to stick right into doing all our online stuff, coming along to all our like events when we can do events in person and coming along to church. Um, yeah, that was, I think that was the kind of the rosy glow expectation mm -hmm. okay. online. And, and now then, the reality. Reality, pandemic hits. We get a phone call, I say we, like, a lot of us in our staff team including myself the student worker get a phone call from our staff team saying um hi Claire have you heard of this thing called furlough oh well you're going to be on it for the foreseeable future um so I'm on furlough then for I think it's about 10 weeks um wow. with no idea of when it's going to finish 
um, I'm completely blocked from speaking to any of my students because it counts as work, even just messaging them yeah. to check in or saying hi or whatever. If if somehow the government got um, kind of saw that I was making communication with my students and that like, was really bad for kind of our church and what that looked like the staff team mm. so I was banned from making any contact with any of my students for about 10 weeks um which is really really tough when your job is a student worker not only mm. um in that you worry for your students because you're like gosh all of this kind of all of this stuff is going on for them and this is the time when they need the most support but also for you as a student worker it and it wasn't intended to like this at all and we've we've talked shit through as a staff team and it was an important decision to make for kind of saving funding and because they were unsure of the future but what it did it seemed to suggest when you when you first go into it is that you're not valued as a staff member your your role isn't valued um within yeah. the wider church um, and that you're not needed basically so that kind of that was kind of difficult from the offset and I don't know if anyone's listening who also had a similar experience of furlough and and yes like there were parts of furlough that were great like some people from there were a couple of people from my church were like well furlough is basically just a paid holiday and in some ways it was because we had the time but we weren't able to go out and do anything and all always over me and I don't know if anyone listening's kind of had that same experience was just kind of hanging over you that idea of kind of are you really wanted are you needed is there going to be a job for you once you finish the furlough so um I think yeah the year started off quite to not a great start, kind of not only yeah. having this awful pandemic that's going around the mm-hmm. world and being worried about your family members and your friends, but then suddenly your job seems to not really matter anymore. So mm. that was kind of the start of where these two um, images diverse. Um, so then come back from furlough. We've lost a few students, haven't made contact with a few students for a while, slowly trying to kind of start things up again. By this point, it's kind of, August time so students are back at home they're not really getting involved with St John's start planning for freshers week thinking okay we're ready for a new start clean slate like we have most years um starting to think about things that we could do on campus planning for um we had an idea of doing screen at the steeple which was like a cinema club that we could Mm -hmm. have people socially distantly sat in the church um like different ways that we could continue doing social things when the students weren't able to see other people at uni um and then obviously the pandemic got a bit worse again and we had to cancel all, all of our plans and so our freshers week basically looked like <laughs> like me walking around town approaching anybody that looked vaguely student age <laughs> 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 to come to church and it turned out that half of the people I approached were sick formers which was really quite embarrassing <laughs> um yeah, and then from then on, kind of, I don't know, I don't know about you guys whether you have had, had similar experiences, but um, students that had been involved, some of them just stopped being involved. Mm. Uh, we didn't have that kind of intake of the new new freshers that often give that energy to student work. Yeah. Yeah. We had about, I think, um, overall we had three students that joined as of that off the back of that freshers week, which. Um, yeah, which I think I found I really struggled with because uh, yeah. as a ministry, we're used to having more. And there's definitely that um, comparison, I think, between between previous years for yourself, but between other student ministries where you, you, you do feel like a failure. I don't know. How about how about you guys? How did you find how have you found it this year? Yeah, um, 
I guess uh, for me, kind of similar, just in terms of the intake. Um, always the way, isn't it, that when students arrive in a university town and city, they seem to congregate at one church. Yeah. Um, I remember the church where I've been at uni in Norwich um, went from about uh, maybe 15 students to 40 with, with mm. one intake because all the pressures arrived and just congregated there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we found that this year, um, what made it really hard was different churches were allowing different levels of things to happen. Um, so my church, for instance, we're, we're pretty hard on, you know, we're not looking to do anything. We, um, we're culpable in X, Y, and Z different ways. Mm. If someone gets COVID and passes it on to someone else and, and all that stuff. Um, I had to twist arms um, even to get a service on a Sunday um, yeah. and, and really push to have, you know, something that I could invite students to, which was great. Mm. Um, but there was another church here in Reading um, who, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but I, I'm saying that um, they had, uh, they were able to do more than we were able to do, mm. um, you know, rightly or wrongly. Um, they were able to invite students in and, and the students obviously were like, yeah, obviously I'll go here. Like there's more stuff going on for me. I can come on a, Sunday and sit and you know eat, eat some food with my, mm. my peers and and then go to go to church afterwards and for them it was just a bit of a no-brainer and uh yeah so we we've had a similar kind of cohort of about three or four um and it does it is painful isn't it um as you kind of deal with the um uh yeah the kind of thought about where's my ministry going so you start to think about September then don't you and you're thinking to yourself already about the one coming up, like, I've really got to get some students in this time. And mm. I can properly relate to, to that. Yeah, I feel similar as well. So we, although I'm not a student worker, I'm very much involved in the student stuff at our church. And we only had, we had two freshers and one post-grad, like, master's student come in. And mm. um, still yet to meet the master's student. Like, he's still working from home, which is in, like, 200 miles away from where we are. Um, so it's been very strange and I, I agree I totally resonate with all of you like it just feels a bit sad like mm-hmm. but what I found interesting for me as somebody who's leading students is am I sad because my ministry doesn't look like it's thriving or am I minist- am I sad because students aren't in church like all students yeah. aren't in church not just have we got the Christian freshers intake mm-hmm. um, and I think there's value in both like as student workers there's it, it says a um it, it adds value to you in your role in terms of if you've got students and they're growing and stuff like it makes you feel like you're doing a good job doesn't it and that's why it's hard when you're on furlough for 10 weeks because you literally can't do a good job um but then on the flip side it's being like okay god like I I'm even if you had a hundred freshers hundred Christian freshers which would be amazing likely who they are there's thousands of non-Christian freshers who haven't walked through the doors. Yeah. And I just think like, there's two very heavy responses there, but like, what if we were going after all of the students? That was my challenge to myself is like, thinking ahead now, what can I plan to connect with all of the students? So that was my challenge to myself. Yeah. <laughs> going after all the students and even some that look like students, but are actually just sick for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but um it's mad though isn't it like because it's these are the measures of success that we're using um yeah. it's like the way that i think about it is I, I can put myself into that position now of like i'm in a church like ministry leaders meeting um on zoom and we're going around and 
the, the children's pastor at my church, Heather, would be like, yeah, we have these great, like, you know, children's Zoom groups on Sunday. We had like, you know, 50 kids coming along and, and getting involved with, from their own homes. It was great. And then like the youth pastor, Dan, pops up and he's like, yeah, yeah. amazing. We've, we've been had all these young people who've been coming to like Bible studies uh, in different groups throughout the week. Um, and then it's like, so what's going on with the students? And you kind of sit there and you go, <laughs> well, uh, but yeah. I, I guess like from from the kind of church meeting like setting that's mm. what it feels like the most success to our choir is that right yeah completely and I was talking to Hannah from St Albans Fulham and she she was saying the exact same thing that when we're sat in staff meetings uh, such and something that's been such a big measure of success for so long is is numbers you you can say things but actually what gets the staff rest of the staff team nodding and going oh yeah great great is when you when you give numbers to staff yeah, and true. it has we've had a conversation about this for quite a while recently we were saying actually this is in some ways this could be a really good way to really challenge that and what as churches we're measuring as a success because mm-hmm. ultimately we do know that success isn't numbers like that's not we're not measured the kind of the thing reason we do what we do isn't so for numbers it's for the, that depth and actually it's it's so much better for us as student workers to have three students who are really invested in the relationship with Christ who have developed a lifelong discipleship that are going to go out from being involved in our churches kind of yeah lifelong disciples of Christ than to have a hundred students that come along for pizza every Tuesday and then leave mm-hmm. uni and don't do anything about it yeah, yeah. And it's such a, and I think I say it's made me think a bit about once kind of we get kind of got off the back of this pandemic about what the sort of events that I'm going to do are, because it's such a temptation, I think, as student workers to run a kind of, we're going to have loads of dominoes, we're going to do all of this, um, which is great, like, don't take me wrongly, but um, but almost kind of doing that because we know we're going to get the numbers. We know that our, our like vicar is going to see what, what we're doing with those massive numbers and think, gosh, that looks like a, like the student worker's doing a really good job. Yeah. And actually kind of maybe do more events where it is more like delving deeper into discipleship mm-hmm. and um, pushing a bit more into kind of that depth of relationship. So it's been, yeah, it's been quite an interesting thinking point um, over the last few, over the last few months. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think we're going to see a lot of students coming out of this and hearing from them and how we have done already um, mm-hmm. of students saying like initially really struggled to connect with church, initially really struggled with my faith, but realised how much I depended on church and didn't take responsibility for my own faith. And like that's the story that I'm hearing from a lot of students at the moment mm-hmm. is they are they're saying this whole year has taught me how to take responsibility for my relationship with God and I think that can only be a good thing can't it yeah completely completely yeah I think it's worth as well kind of like recognizing those challenges that some of the students have been facing who we have been in touch with um the kind of stuff around um you know am I starting to struggle now that I've not got the routine of church like we had a cracking chat didn't we Vicky with um a student from uh Ath Vineyard the other day mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that for a lot of students he'd seen, as soon as you took away the kind of like structure of church on a Sunday and a small group on a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever, all of a sudden that was then, um, yeah, kind of prompted some some deep faith crisis. Mm. And I, I think for the, the, the issues that our students are, are kind of dealing with around, is there a bit of doubt here about this? Are there other mental health issues that they're facing? Because I know it's certainly for a lot of my students that they're there. Um, 
I think we need to recognise as student workers that we're not immune from those ourselves. Mm. And we have to work out how we're responding to this, I think, before we then go to kind of like pastor as a broken um, a, a broken vessel, I suppose. Mm. Completely. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's something that's been quite difficult as student workers is being so kind of hyper aware of the needs of our students kind of mentally, but also not having that capacity ourselves. And I don't know, about you or anyone who's watching slash listening whether um I've definitely had points where I've just I've just been at top top class see I've had like weeks at a time where I've just like the thought of um being able to pass to someone else has just been just that little bit too much and um I think it's a difficult one because um it's so, such an important part of our role but it's it's definitely taking the taking the time to kind of yeah like we said earlier kind of give yourself that grace and and take that time if you need to take that time out maybe take some holidays take some annual leave even if you <clears throat> can't go anywhere exciting just to be able to um yeah like just get some more capacity yourself um so that you can then reach out and help um help your students um so my church is really big on um being open about things like mental health is something that we're trying to do a bit more um and I actually over the kind of lockdown recently started seeing a counsellor which I find super mm. super helpful um and also it means that when I'm talking to my students it has a lot more grounding when I say suggest to them look you, have you thought about talking to somebody because I'm doing it myself so yeah um so good but yeah, yeah it's such a, it's been such a difficult time hasn't it because you as a student worker you're also facing those same things um, but you also feel that great sense of responsibility to be able to support your student in those things. And it's, it's getting that balance and making sure that you're not kind of feeding out of an empty vessel. Um, yeah. That you're also Definitely. taking that time to abide. And, yeah. Yeah. And on that as well, it's something that I found really helpful and a rhythm that we have in Fusion. But honestly, I think every organisation or church or whatever, whoever you work for should have it, is the idea of taking regular retreats with God. So we do a retreat day every month. Um, one day a month every month and that's part of our working days you know it's not done on a weekend or whatever it's done Monday to Friday and for me that's been really helpful in terms of um, being able to just breathe and take intentional time and I think that's the value of retreat days even over annual leave because mm. annual leave you can do whatever you want can't you like you can sit and watch Netflix for the whole day <laughs> and that might not be the most life-giving thing but you got the choice to do it whereas a retreat day that is supported by your church um or just something that you plan in it's being more intentional about okay I need I'm going into this with the intention of being filled up so I need to do things that are going to fill me up um so if there are any church leaders watching and you're not you haven't got a retreat day structure built in for your student workers and wider team I would definitely recommend building that in because it's so so mm. life-giving and you'll do your job better as a result yeah. of it for sure yeah. so. I, had a, I had a cracking retreat there last week I went down to a yeah. I went down to Limington on the south mm. coast just opposite the Isle of Wight um that's a nice fish and chips oh lovely um, I, yeah but southern chip shops don't do gravy um oh. so that was an issue uh, that times. Yeah, sure. I tapped off peas um but that, that was all um, I, I went for a lovely walk and I came back and I think some other times that I've been on retreat days and heard other people go on retreat days at Fusion they come back with some kind of like grand spiritual revelation mm-hmm. um about like I now see it clearer um and, and I came back just like I don't really feel like I've had that but I've just had a really lovely day mm. um and I feel really full and like I've got 
the stamina that I need uh, mm. to propel me through the term ahead. Completely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And for, for me as well, I thing I love about uh, retreat days is so many of my days are uh, especially in lockdown did this on purpose there, there's an agenda to them you know at this time you do this and this time you do this and that's been really good that that routine has been really good and healthy but also it's a balance of being able to be like I don't need an agenda every single day um and there have been some days where I've just got on a bus and just went in I'm in Sheffield just went into the Peak District oh. no idea how I'm getting back but it's been a bit of an adventure with God so did you jump on a TM travel Vicky Sponsored by, yeah. Sponsored <laughs> by. Travel. I was on school bus, that one. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Have you guys seen the, um, uh, the Bible Project do a, a video about Sabbath? And it's so enlightening and so interesting. Have you seen it? I have, I have. I, yeah. really I definitely recommend just going to YouTube and type in Bible Project Sabbath. Um, mm. But it's, it's such an important reminder that everything we do comes about of that place of Sabbath. And in this video, it reminds us that Sabbath the ultimate Sabbath is that kind of promised land where we're going, kind of the kingdom of heaven, and that we can see glimpses of that here. And when we we claim that here, that's it's so so healthy. Mm. And it just reminds me of like before Jesus' ministry, before he does anything, he he obviously gets baptized, and um, God speaks over him. This is my son, whom I'm lo- who I love, and with him I'm I'm well pleased. And as student mm. workers, everything we do and everything that we everything we do needs to come out of that place of Sabbath, of that place of being reminded of who we are and where we are and whose we are. And like, that's the, probably the most important thing for doing anything really is just that reminder of everything we do comes out of that place of Sabbath, that yeah. place of rest, that place of identity in Christ. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah. being ruthless with that, isn't it? Like somebody said to me once, and I felt really challenged. They said, if you don't respect your Sabbath, no one else will. And I thought that's really interesting because the reality is as student workers, when you're working, it's not a nine to five job. You're going to get texts at 11 o'clock at night asking you about stuff and on your days off. And if you don't respect your own Sabbath, obviously be willing to be inconvenienced at other times. But if you don't respect that Sabbath by not replying or by saying, I'll respond to this in the morning or whatever, then nobody else will. So especially when you're working from home as well where your mm. your office yeah. in your home and you're like like it's just all in the same place so yeah I've, I found that like so important over the last few months is just being so strict with that and kind of not responding to texts but whatever yeah. time or whatever day or yeah yeah definitely and we've talked about this quite a lot and but is there anything else you would say around how do we show ourselves grace um mm. as student workers in terms of how we go about working well yeah, so I think, yeah, I kind of mentioned like, yeah, well, we've talked about taking um, taking on a Sabbath and retreats and, and holiday. And that, that's been a big thing, taking holiday, even if you haven't got anywhere to go, because um, actually it's good to have that kind of that rhythm of rest. Um, and I think a big one, yeah, the keeping boundaries was another thing I was going to say. Um, and just making sure that we're not measuring our success from the things that aren't, aren't healthy. Um, mm-hmm. It was um, Hebrews... 11 is oh this was yeah this is something um so hebrews 11 verse 1 is faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see and i found that that's been a massive thing for me over this past kind of year right well yeah gosh year over a year goodness me over a year is that confidence that god is still working he's still good he's still moving in the universities and in the students and um 
I think it's so easy to say oh gosh like oh it's all going wrong there's no students and they're not coming along to this and they're not coming along to this and taking that on almost as a as a guilt but um I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase but actually like God doesn't need us God can use the stones to worship him like we don't he doesn't need us to like go out and and like go into the universities and, and convert all the students or whatever but he wants us and he wants to use us because he delights in us being involved in that um yeah. uh, there's like that beautiful um oh, I can't remember what verse it is but um yeah literally where Jesus is coming into Jerusalem on a on the donkey and all his disciples are like praising him and then the Pharisees turn and be like why aren't you stopping your disciples from making all that noise? And Jesus is like, well, if I stop them, the stones are going to do it. So, um, and it's just like that. I think that's, it's that reminder that actually it's not like, it's not down to us. Like God is still moving. Like taking that almost, I just, and I pray that anyone who's listening now, like I just pray that, that you're released from that sense of um, that pressure and that sense of um, burden. I think sometimes, I think maybe some people listening are feeling a sense of burden that, um, it's down to them to make sure that their students are like staying well and healthy in this time. And I just want to release that in Jesus's name, because actually yeah. it's not, it's not a pressure. It's not down to us. Like our students well-being isn't, um, yeah, it's not, our, it's not our responsibility and God is still working and still moving. So I think that's a massive thing, kind of like making sure we're not measuring our success about things like numbers and things that aren't really healthy, just trusting that God is moving, having confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we don't see. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I am. I'm on the start of. A, I think what is going to be a lifelong mission is kinder to myself, mm. uh, because I can be my own worst critic. Um, you know, if I try and run an event and it doesn't come off, or if I, you know, pour time and effort in something it doesn't end up looking like what I wanted it to look like, mm. um, I can be very quick to start judging myself mm-hmm. with, "Oh, you should have done this better. You should have done yeah. this better. You should have done that better." Mm. And it's like so clear, isn't it? You have this kind of moment then of, "I was actually in my hands." And, mm-hmm. and God is at work and he's on the move and it's the assurance but we do not see yet. Yeah. And so actually me kind of sitting here being really hard on myself isn't helping anyone. Mm. No. Very true. Do you know what does help in that situation is um, sharing those stories with other student worker friends. I find that's like the best thing I can do and just laugh about it. Particularly one of the good things about you guys at Fusion is um, you love a fail story. And that's like, <laughs> that's it's so freeing to be like, actually failures are good because yeah. it shows that you've tried mm-hmm. and it shows that you've like, you've had a go at something um I found something really helpful has been talking to um so I've been chatting to Hannah from St Albans and um Mike from um Guildford gosh what's the church called there we go (laughs) (laughs) um and it's been really good to chat to them both we kind of have um zines every now and again just to chat and just to check in and share stories that have gone well but share stories that haven't gone well and I think um, when you chat to other student workers, you realise that everyone's in exactly the same boat. Like everyone's had a time where they've tried to run Alpha and like nobody's come, or that you've run a big church event and um, like one person turns up and it's really lame. Um, but it just, yeah, yeah, definitely would recommend telling other student workers. Mm. Um, I think you guys run um, student worker bubbles, is that right? Or student bubbles? Yeah. Huddles, yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, so I think that's yeah if people are listening and they're not already part of those then I think that's a really really good place to just be reminded of yeah that we're all in the same boat and we're all finding it difficult and um and it's great it's just as good to hear the fail stories as the celebrate stories because actually that's encouraging when you hear that other people are also finding it difficult so yeah yeah Yeah. if you are eager to join a a student worker huddle do email hello at Mm fusionmovement.org you will end up in one 
Uh, yeah, did you know that Mike Strong um, from Guildford, uh, back at the start of this year at the, the University of Surrey Freshers Fair, he invited a load of students to Alpha with little um, uh, things of mixed herbs. Um, and then like wrapped Alpha invites around them. I thought it was genius. Yeah. I have a QR code on it and scan it and take it to sign up page. So good. <laughs> That's good. Um, it's an idea for next year. Um, don't get your mixed herbs. Actually, I'm going to nick that. So thank you, Mike Strong, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've talked a lot about kind of student workers and how we're kind of supporting mm. each other but I really want to end this Claire um, mm. with if there are any students listening how can students support their student workers because I think very often you think about the relationship between a student worker and a student it's maybe kind of one way um, mm. and the student worker feeding into the student but what can students do to help support their student workers yeah very good question um, firstly students if you're listening like we love you guys, as you hopefully know from, from your student workers. And um, I think a big one for me is, there's a, there's a, I've got a couple um, of thoughts about this. I think a big one for me is, um, is honesty. Like um, uh, we, um, like, like I say, like we really love you guys. And the kind of the reason that we do what we do is because we really, we do, we do care about you and we want the best for you. And I think, um, uh, occasionally we get sometimes um, messages from students who are kind of cancelling and they it might be they might say kind of whatever reason that they're cancelling and it turns out in the end that actually it's related to anxiety or something and right. um, I just want to encourage you like if you if you if you're if you're supposed to be meeting a student worker or something you know you're supposed to be going to an event and you've got to cancel like we just love it if you're honest and then we know what's going on and I don't know sometimes we've had situ- I've had situations where students have messaged me and I've tried to encourage them to come along and actually the reason they can't come is is something a bit deeper than what they had said it was um and so I guess, I guess that's just a big big thing like we've all been there um but I just want to encourage you to be really honest with your student worker like about how you're yeah. feeling about like if you can't come to something because of anxiety like we've all been there we, we get it and um or for whatever reason like we want to support you and and if you think one of our events sucks please just tell us like maybe not in quite those those words but like it's been a while since we were at uni and sometimes we plan stuff and we think it's going to be great but if you don't tell us that um yeah that it's not the sort of thing that um you'd come to then we want to know um but um uh a couple of my students well I love all my students they're incredible a couple of my students have um every time we do an event this is just a really little thing. But every time we do an event, they always message me afterwards to say thank you. And that's such a, it's such a tiny little mm. thing. And I don't expect it at all. And it's like, not something that I ask for, but it really means a lot to have a little message afterwards to say thank you. Or um, yeah, thanks for doing that event. Or it's good, good to like see you all. So I think that's just, that's just a little small thing that's really nice for your student workers. If you, if, yeah. especially if they put a lot of effort into planning an event or something. Um, and then I think a really big one for me as well is um, I absolutely love it. And I think probably both of you can say the same thing when my students come up with ideas for events, yeah. for outreach, mm-hmm. for um, socials, it's, it's the best thing. And sometimes as a student, it may seem that your student work is kind of been put on hold for a little bit or maybe not many exciting things are happening. And at the moment, probably the reason for that is 
a that your student work is at capacity or b that they just have run out of ideas and um that's happened to me quite a lot over this over this past year just running dry of creativity yeah. and it's the best thing we, we give you full full permission to send us a little message if you have an idea of something creative or something fun or um something that you think will be a good idea like we give you full permission to send us a little message and say oh like have you thought about this could could we give this a go because 98% of the time <laughs> what a statistic 80% of the time whatever a lot of the time we're probably going to say that's a great idea and let's let's yeah. run with it um and I've had a couple of students over this past year that have been absolute dreams who've suggested doing Easter parties with baking or the best things that have happened over this last year have been things that students have come up with mm -hmm. um yeah. So yes, that's my kind of my final thing is if you have an idea, we give you full permission to kind of let us know and, and we can run that together because um yeah. yeah. That that last one's so true. I had two of my students, Eddie and Alex, legends, um come up to me and be like, Can we start our own small group? I'm just like, Yes, please, <laughs> so please good. do this. Yeah. Uh, and it's been amazing to see them kind of step up in leadership and yeah. having asked for it um and, and said you know what I, I, re I really we really want to do this but we, we, we see the value in setting up a small group and inviting our mates to it mm. we love that so much that's like really that's good. a celebrating 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 every, like that's the best thing for student workers yeah, yeah. it really is really good. You got to advocate. no nothing nothing major just i entirely agree with the students initiating ideas you're right like after a year of trying to be creative in a pandemic, if there's something that just comes to you, that is gold dust for us. Um, so it's been really, yeah. And what I've found as well, particularly for small group leaders, this is just in our local context um, of my church, but with our small group leaders, we basically decided quite early on to not really follow a structure of what you should be talking about or looking at in the small group. Um, and we, we we meet regularly and everyone's kind of meeting on the same kind of day. But in terms of what happens in the small group, we gave complete permission to the small group leaders. And that has been so good to watch unfold because you've got some small groups who at the moment are gathering like for fire pits um, and they're just like having some drinks or having some s'mores or like that kind of vibe, very relaxed. And then you have other small groups who are like, who are um, like going around older couples gardens for like roast dinners and like they're learning off of them and it's just like so varied and then it works for each small group they've got their own like unique thing so I think like um, if you've got kind of that freedom to run with something run with it definitely and um, because the results are so much better than if we just plan everything for you completely yeah massively so well that, that's really good i think that's a nice place to draw this conversation to a close mm -hmm. um we, we've had a really good look at how we as student workers can be kind and gracious to ourselves how we can start to measure success differently and then how students can support us themselves and i think we've covered some really good ground and mm -hmm. this could be a real blessing i'm hoping i'm kind of we're going to play in a minute um for everyone who listens to it whether you're a student in a student ministry or whether you're leading one yourself um, as a paid student worker or someone who's maybe just like Vicky involved in the student team. Um, Claire, would you pray for everyone who's listening? Um, just as they, um, yeah, start to think about some of the stuff that we've discussed today and how they're going to apply it in their life. Hmm. Yeah, let's pray. Hmm. Jesus, we thank you so much um, for who you are and for who you've created us to be. Lord, we thank you that our value comes outside of our 
roles as student workers or, or who we are, Lord. We, our value comes entirely from who we are in you, Jesus. We thank you that as difficult as this year has been, Lord, that you have been at work, that you have been working in our, in our universities, in our students, that you, your Holy Spirit has been flooding through these places. And I pray for student workers listening now, Lord. I pray that you will release them from any burden of feeling like they're failures or that they've got things wrong this year, Jesus. And in that place, Lord, we pray that you will rest on them how you see them, Jesus. And Lord, we pray for any students listening as well. We thank you so much for each one of them and for their involvement in our churches, Lord. And we pray that you will um, support them as they go through this pandemic and as they support their student workers as well. Lord, thank you so much for everything you're doing in each one of us. And we pray that um, you'll be, be with us this day and the days to come. Amen. 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 Thank you, Claire, for joining us today. Thanks so much. It's been yeah. wonderful to have you on. Uh, and from you, it's goodbye. But from me, Vicky, see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>